the Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. So today I thought it would be really fun to talk about transitioning from a traditional nine to five job into a job that basically lets you set your own hours. (laughs) And Courtney, why did you choose this topic? Um, Because we're super flexible and I think everyone should have the opportunity to not have to work a boring nine to five. (laughs) Let's admit it. It's because you hate the idea of working a nine to five. (laughs) I do. I do. Oh, Courtney, you are so reflective of your generation. I absolutely love that. (laughs) So Scott, should we go, you know, should every organization transition? And then if it is reasonable to transition, how? What do you think? There's a handful of industries and roles that when I think about it, it's hard for me to think, well, how would you do something other than a strict schedule? Hey, we have to run the manufacturing line 24-7 to meet demand. It only makes logical sense that you would say, hey, Mary, you're working from here to here, and Joe, you're doing this to this, and Fred, you're doing that to that. Beyond that, when I think of maybe hospital, probably makes sense that you have definitive ranges to make sure you have staff. So there's a handful of industries that it makes sense that you do that. Dare I say for every other industry... And every other role, why does it matter? Why does the time you start and the time you end matter? As long as you're as you're getting outcomes and you're meeting the needs of the organization, whether you do that from nine to five, seven to two, noon to six, it doesn't matter. It's really are you getting the outcomes? Are you meeting the needs of your customer, internal and external? The rest of it, who cares? Do you know, Scott, you are talking in this really lovely neutral tone. And this is not a neutral conversation. (laughs) If we bring this up inside of an organization, you can watch people's heads spin around 15 times and pop off, right? And, And the issue around this, in my opinion, truly is this is the way that we have done work now for generations. You know, the old punching of the time clock, the, you know, the ability to have a leader who is there, who is overseeing it. Are you getting your work done? This is just so ingrained into our typical process. And changing it seems so flipping scary. And I will tell you, I think that many, many, many organizations let kind of that fear drive this decision and let this, well, what's management's role if we're not going to oversee the work? So don't get me wrong. There are places where we have to have strict schedules. People have to show up at certain times. I don't want to go to a restaurant and not have the door open. So I get all that. However, if we happen to be in an organization where a strict nine to five is not necessary for our customers, the people that we serve, I think looking at that and and just starting that conversation that says, hey, what are the boundaries around this? Is it necessary for our business to actually have these very set hours and why? 
and start talking about it. Because if you are to impose it, you're just going to have so many people who are going to literally say, no, 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 no. So I think one of the most important things you can do is to simply start the conversation behind closed doors. Are there places that we have to have people in seats at certain times? And when you start that conversation, it allows you to really think about it from a logical kind of that even tempered spot, Scott, where you started. And there's an element of this as you have the conversation that becomes really important. It's like holding the mirror up to yourself and saying, no, why does this role, why does accounting need to be there eight to five or nine to five or whatever the time is? Yeah. I mean, that question, why? You have to be honest to say, and sometimes it's because we need them here or on a payroll week, we need these folks here at certain times because in case there are questions or what have you, you know, the people working at night need to have someone to go to. Okay. That's cool. That That totally makes sense to say, hey, we need coverage for our customer. And I think we have just gone through this pandemic that has taught us who has to be there, right? So for instance, um, I, I have felt bad about this in many organizations, but the administrative team in many organizations needed to go in. Well, why? Someone had to pick up the mail, okay? Someone then had to process that mail. And in that spot, like, could you take that mail home and process it? Yes, you could. However, if you're already there, you might as well grab that mail and process it there because how much time is it going to take? And then you don't lose anything going from here to there. Okay, I kind of got that. Um, However, we used to have to have someone who was, you know, at the door greeting customers at eight to five. Well, the pandemic also made it such that a lot of that went away. So I think we can actually look at kind of the lessons that we've had in the last 18 months and start saying, really, how many, how much of this work could be done remotely? And if it can be done remotely, doesn't that also suggest that it can be done in flexible work hours? And the more we can be really honest and honest about what we need, and honest about why we're concerned. If because I, I mean I work in organizations and for leaders and for owners that were very much nope, they need to be here. And if we peel that back, a lot of it is well, that's just that's how we've done work. Personal preference. I need to see activity. Control. You know, Scott, I'm gonna be honest with you in this spot too. My husband works for a very large organization and they are telling him, hey, everybody has to come back in. Everybody has to be working these particular hours. And his argument, which I think is fair, is, "Okay, I get the fact that you're asking me to do that. The question I have is, hey, big boss, are you working regular hours? Hey, big boss, do you come in and share a desk? Hey, big boss. Right. And I think that's the other side is like. When you when we put these rules in place, are we looking at it from our perspective? It's no big deal because those rules don't apply to us. If we were as the person making the decision, say those rules also apply to me, would we make those same decisions? I think you have to look at that seriously as a senior leader and say, hey, hold on a second. I know you're the big boss, but why do you get all these privileges? That one, that may be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There are some privileges I would like to say I've earned. Ah! 
Yeah, you're right. I go uh, wait only on that. I think that's uh, <laughs> and I think that it's really the lens. It makes sense to look at that lens to say, if I was in that role, does does it make sense? Second one is really what's the purpose of that rule or what's the purpose of that decision? How is it leading us to better outcomes or a better team? And if it's not, then why are you making it? That Listen. to me is I think is more important. I have always said, are we making these rules for the worst of us or the best of us? Yeah. And if we are going to do this nine to five, is that because we have a few people that we can't trust and we're unwilling to go have the conversation with those few people? Um, or is it really this piece um, around understanding and recognizing that the vast majority of your people are trustworthy? And the vast majority of our people that when we give them the freedom to actually work when they need to work, how they need to work, where they need to work, it really makes a difference about whether they're happy, whether they stay, and in all honesty, whether they're productive. I mean, I am most productive first thing in the morning. I get up, brush my teeth, have a cup of coffee, and I go to work. And if I putz around for an hour and a half, I am as not as productive that day as I am literally walking into my desk, sitting down and going. And I think that's one of the things to recognize. We all have these different clocks, these different ways that we work, and we can tap into that and use that for that person's, they feel better about their contribution, but it also helps the organization. To me, it's really about in the end, as a leader, your goal is to manage process and lead people. And I think sometimes we make those rules because we want to manage people. I think sometimes we make those rules because it's easiest for us as leaders and we don't understand the consequences of that. And again, I really believe most people, if you have found the right kind of job for that human being and that human being is find the right kind of company for them, they are going to come to the table and they're going to do really good work. It's really rare to have people who are unwilling to do good work. And if we give them the trust and the freedom and we talk with them when they don't meet expectations, most people will rise. And I think it's, we just don't trust honest to goodness we say, ah, uh, everybody's going to take advantage of us. Ah, uh, these people are worthless. Ah, uh, and as soon as in your head you're saying this person is less than, you told your entire workforce what you think of them, and then you get what you deserve. With that being said, that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box, and we'll see you next week.